0: Welcome to the Ask a Spiritual Director podcast, where spiritual directors respond to your questions about all things related to connecting with God on our individual and communal journeys. I'm Samuel Ogles.
1: And I'm Kimberly Pelletier. This is part one of two exploring sexual orientation and sin. In this episode, we will explore the question, are we born with a sexual orientation or is it a decision? This is episode 11.
0: Wow. What a question, right? Yeah. I mean, so if you've been following the podcast, you know that people submit questions anonymously Mm -hmm. to us via our Google form, link in the show notes, by the way. Please do. And then um, we decide which questions we're going to tackle in the episode but you and I do not talk about the questions before right. we get together right um, we have no discussion about what we're thinking either way and I think we're both it's fair to say both feeling a lot of like tension <laughs> yes <laughs> um, and for me a little bit of anxiety like oh my yeah. gosh like how do we um I feel my heart this? racing well,
1: right now yeah yes I mean, we've never even talked about this. It's not like we hang out right. a lot right? and No, you know. Like, yeah.
0: So I don't know where you are on this uh, issue. Right. Personally, yeah. right? Because we're, as spiritual directors, we're people. So we have our own views. Right. But then this is a podcast about spiritual direction and asking a spiritual director, in which case we would not really be bringing our own views into a session. Right. So it's it's just an unusual thing to tackle. This is a thing very to unusual.
1: And it, you know, it might be a little bit of a big issue culturally right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Yeah, ah, it's a little charged. Yeah,
1: it's a little charged. It's very polarizing. Yeah, it but it's be... not
0: very charged in the church, which is great.
1: Right, right. <laughs> it's easy peasy. <laughs> lemon squeezy is yeah. what my six-year-old says. Oh, oh yeah. easy peasy lemon squeezy, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we. So the question
0: in... again was: Is uh, sexual orientation yeah. um, innate or uh, something you choose? Right. Right.
1: right. Yeah. So that's a. That's a big deal. And if you're listening, you're probably if you're wondering that yourself for your own life, you're probably wondering what are they gonna say next? Could they just yeah. stop bantering without <laughs> answering Yeah, the let's question? get to the meat and potatoes. <laughs> and well, just yeah. And yeah. then we'll go on to the sin question in episode twelve, which is a whole nother loaded thing. So
0: Right. I mean, so. I would I'd love to spend some of our conversation talking about our understanding. And again, maybe it's different, but mm-hmm. our understandings have kind of um you know, human um, biology, psychology, yeah. and that sort of thing. But we usually try to, it's kind of becoming our mantra now, like what's the question behind the question? Yeah. Um, and so uh, we also ask for context and questions that are submitted. So the context of yeah. this one is also really charged. Do you think it's okay to yeah. share that?
1: Yeah, it's anonymous. So okay. I'm yeah, yeah, I would say read some of that.
0: Okay. So the um, it's it's a bit longer. I'll try to just shorten it. But it says, a few years ago, I dated somebody who I dearly cared for. I'm assuming this is a, f- a female, a mm-hmm. woman. A few years ago, I dated someone who I deeply cared for who seemed to be struggling with his sexuality. He was a devout Christian. And another gay man explained to me that, in his opinion, this person was uh, lying to themselves because of their religion. And mm-hmm. I assume whatever they'd um, taken from that. So in the end, I loved him, but I was afraid to start a life with him when I felt that he was probably gay and truly in love with someone else. Yeah. So there's a lot of boy charged yeah. context here, um, regardless of knowing this person's feelings now, Like, that just sounds like a tricky situation to say the yeah. least to be in um, and probably a lot of, and she goes, oh, I already said she loved him. So it's yeah, very real. Yeah. Heavy.
1: And obviously a question, I mean, a, a situation for this person that was, um, yeah, just heavy, fraught with a lot of thought and love, obviously, to walk mm. away from something that you want because you have, you love this other person more and what you see in them that they may not even see in themselves. Yes. Um, that's that's a, a great way that's to put a it. Real, that's a real love. So yes. I, I hear that in there and just want to honor that in the midst of the, the difficulty of that. Yeah. Of just understanding this from a you know theological biological way, you know, that was Yeah. I just read that in there.
0: Yeah, wow. definitely. That was a Yeah.
1: That was a mature thing to do.
0: Yeah. Yes. I'm glad that you pointed that out. I hadn't even yeah. made that connection.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, and so to be asking to summarize this question the way that she did, clearly this is something that's still weighing on this person, Mm -hmm. you know, for her particular context, especially, but I think a lot of people even without being in a similar situation um, can find themselves wondering about this question. The church has had a very specific view about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then recently that's been challenged and I don't want to brush aside the reasons for that being challenged. Yeah. You want to talk about Yeah, sure. Well, uh, so I think, for me, um, some of the things that stand out to me would be you know, the, the psychological component, the scientific component if we mm-hmm. call it that. So what do we sort of know? Yeah. Um, what do people who live in this world study human psychology mm-hmm. um, and biology? What do they have to say? And so um, for me, it's important to hear that perspective even if you're not going to ultimately land yeah with it or agree with it, and according to like the a p a psychologists mm-hmm. then um I don't know if they actually i don't know if they come out and say sexuality is innate, but I know that they say it's um it's not something that can be changed like right. later on, right that's where they land on that issue right um and so that brings to mind something like exodus um mm-hmm. the ministry which yeah. was sort of a it's not open anymore, but it was a, what would you call it, a, a gay conversion yeah. ministry or a therapy um, basically promising that you can lessen if not eliminate homosexual attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and they closed their doors, I don't know, sometime in the last decade or so. De-
1: yeah, right. That far.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and the leader of that organization basically said um, he issued a mea culpa and said, I'm sorry, um we have learned through our experience that this is not something that can be um prayed away or or um driven away with therapy or whatever I'm trying to say that yeah well. But yeah. um so that's kind of where they landed on that. So um that's really interesting to me that an organization that existed solely to for this purpose to try to change sexual orientation, mm-hmm. um Basically closed their doors and said, "Not only is this not working for us, or we can't keep our doors open, we are causing harm, Yeah. Um, and we're sorry
1: for that." Yeah, that's remarkable.
0: So yeah, so I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind, and that shapes, I think, a lot of um, how I think about the issue later on. But I've been talking a while. I'll pitch it back yeah. to you.
1: No, I'm I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have thought of that and um, of another ministry I know started by someone who eventually you know who was uh you know healed from their pers- from their own perspective and then mm-hmm. eventually went back and and um, is no longer married to um an opposite sex person but mm. says actually i'm still going to remain celibate you know mm. but so was there healing was there a choice to try and fight against that what mm. what is it it um it's, it seems it's increasingly thin. Um, mm. uh, yeah. From, from the scientific community, from the psychological community. I know in nature, um, there are, um, I mean, most animals exhibit homosexual behavior. Um, mm.
0: most like species, most, most species. Animal, yeah. yeah. Most
1: species don't have mm-hmm. some, um, has been documented. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, i I don't know the exact numbers. I was reading about it recently, but most, I mean, literally, I think it just said most species. Right. They they weren't able to name the ones that didn't. Um, So that just, that is interesting.
0: So it's not unique to humans. It's not unique to humans. uh, To Homo sapiens, per se. Right. Um, Regardless of the conclusion you draw from that, it's important context to realize it happens elsewhere in nature. That this
1: is something that, and granted, are they necessarily um i don't know that they're necessarily um you know staying together for life or any of those things right. but that this behavior and that it's not just a one time thing and of course we can say this is just driven by um um sexual fulfillment you know in these mm-hmm. animals and whatever this whatever mm-hmm. this goes out but um it's repeated and that they're generally they're also um bisexual like they'll still oh. reproduce with opposite sex animals but then also you know so it's just a fascinating I was more of just interested in knowing from the scientific community what are they seeing out there
0: um
1: so there just doesn't seem to be what you could say that's you know yeah instinctual Mm -hmm. sexual interest pleasure yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah and so it's you know another important component in this a lot of people without um well maybe we should back up and just frame uh if you are in the church world maybe you're very familiar with sort of uh, the preference for saying same-sex attraction, mm-hmm. right? Rather than right. the term gay, gay. Yep. or something like that. Yep. Um, so that's definitely something in the Christian world. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's sort of said that way, same-sex attraction to help qualify that it's not um, like an embraced uh, lifestyle or something like that. Right. It's, it's an experience, <clears throat> but not necessarily
1: um,
0: something that you're like trying to live into.
1: Right. That's my the friends yeah. I have that are would be very solidly in that okay. theological space. That's what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to use the term gay. We will use the term same-sex attraction. Yeah. Um because this is something that's kind of fundamentally off. Yeah. You know, in this person that healing prayer or therapy or something yeah. we believe could change. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: So that's sort of one term, same-sex attraction. That's the mm-hmm. context for that. Right. Um the other one would be uh what's the term for marriage um when one person experiences uh one person identifies as gay or same sex attracted but they marry someone who identifies as heterosexual.
1: Hmm. Not gay. I didn't know there was like Gosh, a special term for that. I can't think of the term right now. Wow.
0: Um
1: Well if you're listening and you know it please.
0: <laughs> oh, mixed I think it's mixed orientation marriage.
1: Mixed orientation came. marriage. That's the term
0: I've heard. Okay. Mixed orientation marriage. Yeah, I've not heard that. So that's something that I've heard in like Christian circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, when one person, one part of the couple's in that uh, boat, but the other is not. Yeah. And I've usually heard it in the context of uh, it's an open dialogue. It's it's not something that's secret and hidden, like right. our person's question. It's yeah. in fact something that's acknowledged.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's just some context for the Christian mm-hmm. Space. Um, I
1: have a friend in that space. I don't think I realized that that was. I have a few friends in that space. Yeah. I don't think I realized. I hope I'm getting the term right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really. That that makes sense. Yeah. But there's an open, this is where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. This is where where I'm, how I'm married and where I'm at in my life. And there's a decision to continue in that marriage. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's, anyways, that's an interesting.
0: Yeah. Context or uh, cultural term
1: there um, seems to be a lot of need for <laughs> delineating a lot of things as you can hear even us I right. feel like we're kind of tripping over the words and understanding right but I think shows the landmines that are out there and a, right. a lot of um because I mean for me personally I've got friends literally from one end of the, expe- the spectrum to the other on what they believe yes. what they live out um, where they try to change or not change or affirm or change <laughs> you uh-huh. know wherever they're at um, I mean, I I've literally from one very tip to the other tip. And um Yeah. Yeah. It's it feels like a little bit of a landmine, quite frankly, within the church. It is. Mm-hmm. It
0: is for sure. And um, a little
1: bit little bit might be offensive to someone because some some of you listening are like, this is not a little bit of landmine. This is like yeah. an explosive field, you know, that right. I'm walking through all the time. So right. I just want to respect that because I um I realize my own privilege in not having, I mean, as a heterosexual woman in a heterosexual marriage I don't have to deal with you know I don't mm. uh, I don't have to personally I feel that for friends uh, for directees that I have that are um, also all over the spectrum in this as well who would yeah. you know be from one end of the conservative spectrum to the other you know of more progressive um I, yeah. I and living living those out um yeah I yeah. I feel that so
0: yeah definitely it's charged
1: it's charged so I think to keep with this, um, question, you know, like, are we born with a sexual orientation or is it a decision? I mean, if I'm sitting in spiritual direction with someone and they're asking me this, um, I'm assuming that they're exploring this question. I mean, in the context For themselves, that, right? For themselves, um, mm-hmm. or someone close to them, yeah. like in the converse, uh, like in the question that was submitted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a wrestling, right? We have to live in that wrestling space. Um, and, that's where I would not sit and answer that question for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna tell them one way or the other. Um, mm-hmm. this is where spiritual direction creates space to listen and um to sit with and to explore. Um, I imagine, you know, this this question that's submitted, someone who is to let someone go that they really love and then wrestle with. Um, I love this person so much. Um but I don't think this could work out. And in the back of her mind, is she wondering, could he have changed or should he have changed or could he not have changed? And mm. and he, he shouldn't have changed. Right. Like, mm. and, um, and so am I doing the right thing um, and how do I love well? And mm. sometimes I wonder, um, you know, and if, from the person who's observing, um, So if this is, if this question isn't for them, like I'm wondering, am I born with this or not? Mm -hmm. If this question is for someone they're loving or caring about, um, it's probably some of the question under the question other than the obvious itch of, I just want to know the right or wrong answer. I mean, a lot of us carry that. Just tell me what's right or wrong, right? And then I can shut half the church out and take the other in or shut that half out and take the other in, you know, (laughs) wouldn't that be easy? Um, Um, and also, just kind of be satisfying, or just make us feel safe or better. Yeah. But maybe the question under that for someone walking with someone through it is, you know, how do I love them well mm-hmm. through this? What does it really mean to love well? As someone is exploring this question for themselves. Yeah. Um, are they born with it, or are they not? Because can we know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm th- I'm wondering about that too. Uh, I'm I'm glad you said that. That makes me think. If I'm sitting with this person, it's Richard, mm-hmm. they're exploring the question, like you said, for because of a loved one, mm-hmm. someone else in their life. I would want to ask, I don't know if I'd ask it this way. I'd see what the Holy Spirit prompted me to do in the moment. Mm-hmm. But I think that I would want to ask, what is that to you? Like if they mm-hmm. if they are or they aren't, what is that to you? And to try to get to, okay, why is this something you are carrying? Um and to try to get them to explore what how would this answer affect you? how would the, its opposite mm-hmm. answer affect you? Um, try to get for like what are you searching for? Are you searching for comfort yeah. that you made the right choice mm-hmm. or did the right thing? Um, are you angry at this person you want to sure. Justify that? Or are you just are you not angry, but you just need a way to try to let it go? Right. Um, those would be the kind of things that we would want that I would want to explore right. with that person and try to get them to explore with themselves um, and see what they're discerning for themselves in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a different question than if you yourself are coming to spiritual direction asking right that. Um, then to me that would seem to signal if I'm experiencing this, am I okay? Right. Right. Is there right. something is there something wrong with me?
1: Right.
0: Right. And in the Christian tradition, we would say, there's something wrong with you, but it's nothing more wrong with you than anyone anyone else. <laughs> else. <laughs> right. There's something wrong with you in terms of the human condition. Right. Um, but the fact that you are experiencing this um, does not make you unworthy, right, um, unlovable, right. any of that. Right. Um, even though many people experience it as a burden right. in, in the church and mostly... Not always because um, that's what God is saying to them, right? Right. Sometimes their context and they just don't feel safe even exploring the question, right? Let alone um, trying to find some sort of meaning in it.
1: Yeah. Because I want to be sensitive because some people want to know that question so they know how to pastor or then what pastor someone through it or lead someone through it or what do I what do I do if this, you know, yeah. You know, if, if this is the answer, then what, if this is the answer, then what, you know, mm-hmm. if, if I wasn't born this way, where did I go wrong? I mean, I mm. was in a community like that for a long time, you know, mm-hmm. if I, this, if you're not born that way, something went wrong somewhere and we have to fix that. We have to find it. Right. Mm. And so if you need to answer it for that reason, now mm. you got to now you need to spend some time fixing it or finding it and fixing it, you know, mm-hmm. um, or letting God find it and fix it, you know, however you want to go about that. Um, so I do understand some people want to know, um, you know, for reasons that are mm-hmm. a little more just, I need to do the right thing. I need to do what's right by God's eyes, you yeah. know? Um, and there's nothing, that's a, there's something good in that. I mean, our desire to please our
0: mm-hmm. creator
1: that loves us is a, that's a, <laughs> you know, there's a good desire in that. Yeah. Um, But so, but then if the answer is the other way, yes, we are made that way, you know. Well then what do I do with it? And Mm. if nothing if nothing went massively wrong, you Mm. know, I mean, you know, Richard Rohr says something. He's like, you know, because he'll talk about, you know, well, some people, some churches, you know, all all gay people are unhealthy. There's something wrong, you know? And he's like, Yeah, I remember him saying, you know, that you can have Unhealthy and healthy gay people and unhealthy and healthy straight people. It That's really right. doesn't matter. That's right. You know, um, and all of it's a continuum anyways. It's not like a black or white, you're healthy or you're unhealthy. Right. You know, it's all this this continuum. So, um, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Are you transforming or not? Right. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, we intentionally try to not give answers on this podcast. I think the most of a definitive answer I can say is based on everything I've read
1: mm-hmm.
0: um it seems to not be something, regardless if it's innate or mm-hmm. developed in early childhood, mm-hmm. right environmental or natural, right regardless of that, it doesn't seem to be something that people can fix, and yeah. the best, most um prepared most well meaning Christians of our time have tried it yeah. um and not seem to reverse right. that orientation right so that's where I come down on that. But then the question is, of course, like you said, what do you do with it? And I mm-hmm. know people like you all across the spectrum who mm-hmm. would say, um, not only am I gay affirming, but I'm living as a gay man, let's say in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have no problem with that. I don't mm-hmm. think God has a problem with it either. Right. Mm-hmm. So that to people who say, um, I experience same sex attraction, but I'm going to remain celibate. I mm-hmm. feel called to that to people who say, um, Try to maybe deny part of it, or people who say yeah. this is kind of part of who I am, but I'm living in this uh mixed orientation marriage right, and I'm honest with my spouse about it, and I think the honesty is key. I don't think that you should right. keep this sort of thing from um a partner right um, but people in that boat too who say i'm I'm committed to living this way and I heard um a a mutual uh pastor friend of Ooh. ours who's Really wise hmm. um, and often says things like this. But um, he said, You know, I know people who have um, basically tried to live in that situation and can't. And I know people who have tried to live in that situation in a mixed orientation marriage and say that they found freedom there. Hmm. And he said, I refuse to negate their story, hmm. basically, something to that effect. And hmm. that's always really struck with me. And hmm. I think that would be sort of the spiritual direction position is. Okay, is how you're living making you more open, more honest, more real, more awake, more loving? Mm-hmm. Is it leading you to greater freedom in Christ? Does it feel, um, you know, does it feel freeing, life giving, um, and having a mature, a mature discernment between pleasure and life giving? Right. right. They can coincide, so but it's not important. necessarily right. the same thing. And so, if you have a mature understanding of that. Um, I've seen people again land on both ends of that spectrum and say this is life giving over here. No, right. this is life giving for me over here. Yeah, and I think as a spiritual director, you have to. I have to say, I refuse to negate their story, right? If that
1: is their story, wherever they are, yeah, on both ends, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly would agree with where where you uh, where you land on that. Which I know we didn't know coming in. <laughs> yeah, like we said, we really don't know. So here we are finding out the same time you are um okay. as a listener but yeah i mean i i'm going to i like the way you say that refuse to negate um, their story and mm-hmm. um and just sit with them right in that and i think um ultimately you know that truest identity kind of like i said in a, a previous episode um, about even finding a spiritual director can they think differently than me i think mm-hmm. you know our truest identity is that we're loved Mm-hmm. And that is ultimately that I am, that I am loved. And of mm-hmm. course, these issues of sexual orientation and all this are important, and we need to talk them out. We need to hash them out, and we need to find ways to live in this space together, because um, this is where we find ourselves, church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we've got to, we've got to do this. Um, but even deeper and truer and foundation, more foundational. You know, if we want to do like a hierarchy of needs, if we want to do a hierarchy of identity. <laughs> you know, our bedrock identity is is loved. Yeah. That's the bottom rung of that uh pyramid. Yes. Right.
0: Yeah. And um Yeah, you came from love. Right. You were created for love. Right. You will return to love.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And uh, So what does living a, a loving life right. look like for you? Right. Yeah. Ask a Spiritual Director is a new podcast. If you're enjoying the episodes, we would really love your support. Head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or you can subscribe and we will notify you every time we post a new episode.